5: That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emery Marsh, your friendly neighborhood apologist. That's right, always glad to talk with you. And wait, wait, who's the guy doing the sound today? Well, it's not the old guy. Oh, it's the young man. It's Luke. (laughs) Hey, all these technicians are good, the, uh... Uh, Luke is a little younger, but still, he's got all of the professionalism you can find in radio. So it's good to have him here, and good to be with you folks again. Now, to be honest with you, I've been out a little while. Yeah, in fact, I came down with a case of the uh, coronavirus. My wife and uh, also my daughter, and we had to uh, 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 quarantine for a while. But after the quarantine is over, back back in the saddle, Thank God for his mercy and his grace, and uh, thank uh, God for giving man medical knowledge that can help at times like these. But good to be back with you once again. Needless to say, as always, this is my program, but it's your show. So any questions you have about the Word of God are welcome here. And that number to call is area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Now, Luke, tell them I'm here. I've been away for some days. They don't know me. Say that Pastor Moss is really here today.
3: Pastor Moss is in the seat waiting for your phone call. So call him up. He misses you guys. That's right. You know what? I
5: miss you too. Thank you, thank you. I I had to pay him a lot to get him to say that, but that's all right. He needs his money. (laughs) The number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss questions, questions, questions that you have about the Bible. uh, Welcome here. I'll do my level best to give you an answer today. If not, you know, sometimes it's pretty deep, the questions you guys ask. Might have to come back, but still, I want to deal with whatever is on your mind. And while I'm waiting for you to call, there are some questions that come to mind that we should look at, right, that we should look at biblically just to get us started. And one of them, in fact, I, I like to deal with books. And for all of you Sunday school teachers out there, Bible teachers, there are some good books that are just answer Bible questions. There's a number of them. In fact, you can get complete series of certain books that deal with answering uh, Bible questions. These are the kind of things that I study uh, to prepare for my teaching role. Uh, it's strictly biblical and also uh, here on radio as well. Uh, And one of the questions uh, that uh, has been brought to my attention here in one of these documents, uh, what does the Bible teach about capital punishment? Right Now notice, what does the Bible teach about capital punishment? What does the Bible say about that? And the Bible does have a lot to say. Uh, And I would say this, that uh, the Bible's approach to this whole subject of capital punishment, what that is, of course, is that if you commit a crime, then you've got to pay for it. This is something instituted by God. And for certain crimes, especially if you take someone's life, then um, your life could be taken. And that was biblical and just to do so, right? So what does the Bible teach about capital punishment? What does the Bible say about it, right? I'm going to go into that right now because the answer is found, actually, in Genesis chapter 9, verse 6 where we see God uh, giving us this provision uh, so that he could make sure that murder and killing did not run rampant in the world. Uh, like you, the things you're seeing now. Can you believe it? Can you believe anyone? First of all, it just um, it, it, it challenges my brain to imagine anyone who wants to defund the police. Okay, let's correct the police, okay? But not, let's not defund them. And ever since that kind of silliness has been happening, there's been crimes all over the place. You can't walk down the street, can't drive your car, can't go to a store, right? So we need to realize that there must be some kinds of consequences for bad behavior, uh, for rioting, for stealing. And that is why the government exists and policemen exist. Now, if they mess up, get them. But don't punish all of the police for what some do, okay? I think that's called racism, to put everybody in the same bag, but I digress. What does the Bible say about capital punishment? Well, over in Genesis chapter nine, very clear, where God says, it started verse five, and surely your blood of your lives will I require at the hand of every beast, will I require it, and at the hand of man, at the hand of every man's brother, will I require the life of man. Then verse 6, big verse time. Whosoever sheds man's blood. Okay? Whosoever sheds man's blood. By this, he's talking about murder. Okay, By man shall his blood be shed. That's right. Whosoever sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. That's what the Bible says. If you take somebody's life unlawfully, You have to pay the penalty with yours. That is what it is. That is the capital, um, uh, what we call capital punishment law. And the first place it's rendered is in the Bible. God instituted this to stop violence and killing in the world. Now, sometimes, you know, uh, definitely uh, there are things that can happen that can mitigate this some. Was it done intentionally? What happened? But still, what it says in Genesis chapter 9, verse 6, very clear, Whosoever sheds man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. And then it tells you why, right? For in the image of God made he man. Listen to it again. Genesis 9 and 6, powerful. Whosoever sheds man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he man. Mankind humankind was made in God's image and I dare you <laughs> to feel confident to mar God's image okay that gets you in big trouble with God right so he did he allowed capital punishment for this uh, now notice this again all right because this is where I get in trouble. But you guys know Pastor Moss. I don't mind getting in trouble. Happens all the time. Genesis 9, 6. Whosoever sheds man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he man. Okay, Murder is wrong, period. To take someone's life is wrong, period. But it is really bad uh, because you're killing someone, murdering someone who is made in the image of God, right? So in terms of it, When we look at this, we have some politicians who disagree with me. They can do whatever they want. I'm sticking right with what the Bible says, right? The reason why, first of all, it's bad to take an innocent life anyway. But one thing for sure, you have committed a very grievous act, according to God, when you slay or kill a human being. Why? Because man was made in the image of God. All mankind, right, all mankind, women, men, whether you're Caucasian, whether you're black, whether you're whatever, okay, color doesn't matter to God. Man, all mankind is made in the image of God. That is why I never use the term black lives matter. Oh, people got mad at me. Oh, you can't say that. Yes, I can because I'm following the Bible. All lives matter to God. And uh, the stuff we talk about in terms of what we consider racist to be is ridiculous in the first place. You cannot categorize a person by they're in a different race because they've got different skin color. No, 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 no. Whosoever sheds man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed, for in the image of God made he him. You shouldn't take an innocent life anyway, but be very cautious because when you take someone's life, okay, it's not that they're black, white, yellow, red. Give me a break. You are marring, you are harming, you are attacking the image of God. Okay, and that's where the problem is. And all men, all men and women, we're made in the image of God. So right, I don't go around saying black lives matter. Okay, all lives matter. Oh, yeah, black lives, yellow lives, white lives, you matter. They all matter to God, and that's what I stand on it. I've had some political activists get at me for this, you know. Well, come on, okay? I can't change my position because it's based upon the Bible. Number to call, area code 866 423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, looking at the Bible as always on the Bible Talk program. I've got things that I like to talk about, but hey, this is your program, and hopefully, hopefully, some of you are giving donations to keep this program going. You know, all you've got to do is send a donations. Uh, a donation to P.O. Box 05877. That's P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Okay, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. And make out those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries. That's what keeps this program going. Uh, and we uh, appreciate your support to keep us here uh, able to uh, use the airwaves of WLQV to uh, teach Uh, and to preach the Word of God. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss, uh, looking at questions that people have about the Bible. Uh, You may have some of your very own. And if you do, I appreciate you to call. All you've got to do is dial that number, area code 866-423-9578. Area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. And Luke will be sure to get you in. Luke is waiting for your call. He wants to talk to you, but you got to call him and get on the air. And I'll be glad to take uh, your question. Uh, anything you have about the Bible is uh, welcome here. That number, once again, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. All right, there's some other questions here, uh, and it's amazing. It is amazing uh, uh, how the questions that I'm looking at have a lot to do with what's going on today. Here's another question, right? What does the Bible teach? Okay. Interesting question. What does the Bible teach about men's hair length? Okay. What does the Bible teach about men's hair length? Well, <laughs> well, does God care whether you're bald or not? What does it? Talk? Well, let's see what the Bible has to say about it, right? because definitely the Bible has a lot to say about everything, right? And our answer to this particular question comes from Deuteronomy chapter 22. Deuteronomy chapter 22. And when we look at uh, Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 4, we'll read into it here, written by Moses, of course, prolific uh, lawgiver and prophet, where he writes in Deuteronomy chapter 22 and verse 4, he says, Thou shalt not see thy brother's donkey or his ox, Fall down by the way and hide thyself from them. Thou shalt surely help him to lift them up again. Then he says this, verse 5. The woman shall not wear that which pertains unto a man. That's what the Bible says. The woman shall not wear that which pertains unto a man. Neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all that do so are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. My goodness gracious. <laughs> Boy, Moses needs to get in the time machine and come down here and see the kind of mess we got going on now. Because now, as you guys know, all right, we, we can't even be sure. Uh, and these are scientists, supposedly. I don't believe in scientists, uh, really scientists, when they go in that direction. But we can't say who is a man or a woman or what. You know, we it's transgender. It's uh, if they feel like a if you feel like a man, you're a man. Uh, I don't care what your genes say. You're feeling it's crazy, absolutely crazy. But here we see that ancient book, the Bible, tells it like it is. Right, the the woman. Verse 5 again, Deuteronomy 22 and 5, The woman shall not wear that which pertains to a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all that do so are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. So that kind of stuff, that changing of your, of your sexual identity and things of that nature, the Bible says is an abomination. But friends, if you take that stand today, you will be attacked By this society, this secular society, and unfortunately, in some churches who are giving in to uh, this modern era of immorality. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Any subject that is on your mind, we'll talk about it. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back.
1: If you're considering protecting your retirement with gold or silver, listen up. Mark Davis here, one company I trust for this, Advantage Gold, the highest-rated precious metals firm in the country. They are so passionate about teaching people how to own physical gold and silver, they've won the Best of Trust Link Award four years in a row because they really educate their clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. Call 800 900 800-900-8000. Talk to one of their experts. They can send you a free gold kit along with a free copy of the Wall Street Journal National Best. Seller, The Great Devaluation. Number again, 800-900-8000. Don't wait any longer. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value, all from Advantage Gold. 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Call Advantage Gold today. 800-900-8000.
3: Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Hi, this is Jack Hibbard with Heart for Lebanon, and we want to invite you to be part of this year's campaign to bring food and the hope of Jesus to hurting refugees and the poor of Lebanon. This is a wonderful opportunity for you to connect to where God is working and your help is needed now. A single investment of just $116 will help bring food and survival essentials to one of the families on our waiting list. A waiting list that right now has over 40 families that desperately need our help. It's why we're praying you can give a generous gift of 200 500 or perhaps even $1,000 right now. We want to make sure that no one is forgotten. Please call 888-762-9984. That's 888 888- or click the Heart for Lebanon banner at faithtalkdetroit.com 888-762-9984 or online at faithtalkdetroit.com Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss
0: is back with more next. Faith Talk Detroit, together with Madison Heights Tyronado, are official partners of Adopt a Cop. Make a difference in the lives of those who put their lives on the line for us every day. Adopt a Cop is a prayer program connecting law enforcement officers with individuals, families, or congregations who will pray daily for their safety. To participate, call 734-260-5834 or go to adoptacop.org. Add an additional shield of protection to police officers through the power of prayer. Visit AdoptaCop. .org That number to call area code 866
5: 423 9578 area code 866 423 9578 to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss back with you on another Bible Talk program here in the studio waiting for you to call. If you have any questions about the uh, Word of God, you can call area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. And guess what? That's right, Strictly Biblical Bible t- uh, Study is back. That's right, our Monday night Bible study that we have Every Monday is back again, and uh, we're meeting on Monday. Uh, uh, Bring something uh, with you to write on. You will get a lesson from me each and every time you come as we look at uh, false doctrine in a series I would like to call the Faith Defenders Series. We've got uh, brothers and sisters in Christ there learning about the false teachings of Jehovah's Witnesses, Christian science, the word faith movement. Uh, Jehovah Witnesses. We're dealing with them, giving you material where you can be more effective in presenting the gospel to them. Your job is not to debate uh, them in a hostile way, but just to share the gospel with them uh, and uh, through prayer uh, and through them warning Jesus Christ, hey, they might become new creatures in Christ after they accept the true gospel in contrast to the kingdom of the cult. So, uh, you can give a call to find out more about where to uh, uh, meet with us uh, at area code 3, 313-933-9270, area code 313-933-9270. That's the number of scripture uh, of strictly biblical Uh, call someone who can help you, give you directions on how to get to our location uh, where we are having our uh, teaching uh, seminar. Strictly Biblical right now is looking for a permanent church home, but in the interim, we have a place where we meet uh, for our Sunday service and for our Monday night Bible study. So to find that information out, just call area code Uh, uh, 313-933-9270. A good time to reach our office would be like in the morning after 1030 or so. And I get all the information you need so you can participate in our Sunday service, if you have a mind to, and our uh, Monday night Bible study where we're dealing heavily with defending the faith and looking at the subject of apologetics. The number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Any question you have about the Word of God is welcome here. I uh, don't care what that uh, may be. Just give us a call. I'm here ready for your question. Uh, there might be something that I say that you don't agree agree with. That's all right. You're entitled to your opinion. Okay. Uh, we can disagree without being disagreeable. Oh, yes, we can. Just give us a call at area code 866-423-9578. Now, now, here's another question that comes up. And uh, definitely, uh, it's something that, well, we, we, we need to look at it. We need to look at it strongly. And I can understand those who take this uh, and try to keep something in force that actually the Bible seems to indicate has been kind of done away with. And that's hard because for some people— Once they read something in the Bible, they say that's it. But actually, if you recognize, there's a lot of things that were from the Old Testament to the New Testament where things changed, especially after they are fulfilled. Well, what am I talking about? Well, here's the question. Okay, Uh, And the question is this. uh, Should a Christian observe the Sabbath day? Should a Christian observe the Sabbath day? Now, the way actually that it's worded here, it's saying, must you worship on the Sabbath day? Is that the day that all Christians must be worshiping on? And if they're not worshiping on that day, then they're violating the Ten Commandments. Wow, that's some tough stuff, okay? And could make you be really uh, jittery if uh, we don't really break it down and see what it says here, all right? Now, so... Uh, there's a, a number of pa- passages we could go to to look at this, but I'm saying this so that those who do not worship on Saturday okay, and worship on Sunday will recognize that really the Bible isn't condemning them for that. Okay, uh, And there's a number of passages, but uh, one I think is real clear, and others are just as clear, but Romans chapter 14, I think... Uh, uh, hits it right on the head, right? In Romans chapter 15. And, uh, and I'm sorry, Romans chapter 14. Romans chapter 14. Now, sometimes what happens is when people encounter a verse that uh, militates against what they believe, all right, they have trouble accepting it, okay? They try to just dismiss it. But understand this, you cannot dismiss anything that's in the Bible, okay? The, the Bible interprets itself Okay? So let the Bible do the job, but you can't say, well, I just don't believe that. What are you talking about? It's in the Bible. okay? And there is a fulfillment in the New Testament that fulfills things that were in the old. Remember how the animal sacrifices used to be done and they covered man's sins? Okay, That's done now. Jesus died on the cross. No more animal sacrifices. There are other things in that vein. Now, notice what Paul says. Now, when Paul says this over in Romans chapter 14, powerful chapter. Remember, Paul was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. You want to find a Jewish Pharisee? I mean, he was the man. Knew the law like the back of his hand, right? So, definitely, he would not be saying what he's saying here, okay, if he was still under the Old Testament law. Now, I know diehards who are, you know, in the Sabbath day and they've got their dietary laws and certain groups like the Seventh-day Adventists, they, they, they have difficulty with this. But what else can it mean over in Romans chapter 14 and verse 1, where the scripture says this, Him that is weak in the faith, and here's Paul giving his dissertation here for us, Him that is weak in the faith receive you but not to doubtful disputations. For one believes that he may eat all things. Another who is weak eats herbs. Look at this. Here's Paul talking about people who are eating all things. Now, you know that the Jews had rigid dietary laws. There were certain things in the Old Testament you cannot eat. And uh, bacon was one of them. (laughs) I said, boy, I'm glad I went back there. I love me some bacon. All right. But here, notice what he's saying. Okay. Uh, again Romans fourteen and one him that is weak in the faith receive you, but not to doubtful disputations, for one believes that he may eat all things, another who is weak eats herbs now he's talking to the church, he's writing to people in the church, Let not him that eats despise him that eats not, and let not him which eats that let i'm sorry, and let not him which eateth not judge him that eats, for God has received him. Now, there's no way to get around this verse and not see that he's saying that the one who eats and the one who doesn't eat it are in the same category as far as God is concerned. That's what he's trying to show. Okay? Look at it. Then he says this at verse 4, okay? which he never would have said while he was a Pharisee. right? In Romans 14 and 4, who art thou that judges another man's servant? To his own master he stands or falls. Yea, he shall be holding up, for God is able to make him stand. Now, watch this, verse 5, okay, where it says, and this is scripture here. This is the word of God, Apostle Paul, book of Romans, Romans chapter 14, verse 5, where he says, one man esteems one day above another, another esteems every day alike. Well, wait, wait, Paul, let me debate Paul here. What are you talking about? One man esteems one day above another, and another esteems every day alike. What do you mean every day is alike? The Sabbath day, that's the holy day, that's the day to worship. Ah, but that's not what he says here. One man esteems one day above another. Another esteems every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. Every man? Oh, there's been a change. There's got to be a change. If now a mandatory day is off the table and let every man be persuaded in his own mind, then that means that uh, there's no one day that you have to worship. Yes, it was that way in the Old Testament, but the New Testament fulfills the old. And this is exactly how we see it happening here. Notice in verse 6, where then Paul breaks it down simply here, where he says, he that regards the day regards it under the Lord. And he that regards not the day to the Lord, he does not regard it. He that eats, eats to the Lord, for he gives God thanks. And he that eateth not to the Lord, he eateth not and gives God thanks. So in other words, uh, no longer can a person be judged by their diet, nor by their day of worship. Okay? That has been fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Okay, Evidently. And in the early church, they did focus a lot On the first day, okay? Uh, Not because that was declared to be the holy day, but can you imagine? Can you imagine? That is the day that Jesus Christ rose from the dead, okay? So that day was emboldened in their consciousness and in their minds. Uh, That became the uh, typical day to worship. It's on that day because that was the day that Jesus arose, and that was the time that he appeared to them. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air with Pastor Emory Moss. Any question you have about the Word of God is welcome here. You can talk about the subjects I'm talking about, or you can talk about your very own subjects. Friends, as long as we are dealing with the Word of God, we are doing what we need to do on the Bible Talk program. So remember that number. Area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss, and I want to let you know that all of the questions that people ask, well, some of them uh, are not that serious necessarily, but they're serious to the people who ask them. There's people who ask questions that, you know, when you think about it, you say, um, uh, is that really that important? well, to people, things are important i I live in an area where every day I see people walking their dogs, walking their animals i mean I mean really, and they take good care of their of their animals okay? and some people like cats and you know some people like birds, whatever it is right but here's the question because since human beings can get close to animals right, many ask uh Will dogs and cats and our pets go to heaven? Okay? That's a question. <laughs> That's the question that some ask, right? Will, uh, will animals go to heaven? Okay, My dog, you know, they're part of the family. Are, are they, they going to go to heaven? Should I baptize them? No, I've never heard anybody say not to baptize them. But there are those who really, you know, want to know if their animals are going to go to heaven when they go to heaven. All right. What does the Bible say about it? Well, and uh, I had a friend of mine who, same thing. uh, They took their dog. They had a burial uh, when the dog died. uh, They prayed there, and they look forward to seeing that dog in heaven. Now, (laughs) I wasn't about to contradict them. I don't know. But I just don't see in the Bible necessarily a salvation plan, all right, for animals, right? So do they go to heaven? Well, I'll tell you about the debate I had. Okay? Now, I don't think I lost the debate. I don't think I won it either. Okay, And this was with a, a friend of mine who said uh, uh, that he believed that uh, animals were going to go to heaven. Okay? I said, well, okay, I, n- nothing necessarily against it. Okay? Uh, and I told him, but, uh, you know, but we don't see that in the Bible. We don't see in the Bible where animals go to heaven. That's what I said. I thought I had him. I thought I had him. Okay? But he smiled. He said, oh, we don't see in the Bible where animals are in heaven? I said, well, I uh, I can't remember a place where in the Bible it talks about animals going to heaven. So if you got it, show it to me. He opened up his Bible. I said, where is he going? He went to Revelation chapter 19. Revelation chapter 19. And... Verse 11, and I said to myself, he's going all the way to the book of Revelation to demonstrate animals being in heaven. Wow, I can't wait for this. Didn't take long because talking about looking at the return of Jesus Christ, where it says in Revelation 19 and 11, John writes, And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. So he read this. Then he looked at me and smiled. He said, where did the white horse come from? I said, oh, my goodness, it's right. It does say a white horse. Well, I said, well, I guess Jesus is on this horse. But still, you know, that's what it says. Verse 11, I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. Verse 12, his eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. I said, oh, okay, you got an animal there, but that's just one horse. Why did I have to say that? He said, keep on reading. Verse 14, and the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses clothed in fine linen, white and clean, and out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treads the wine press of the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God. So he, Jesus comes back, he comes back with his armies, the saints. Jesus is riding a white horse, and all the rest of us coming back with him have horses too. Uh. <laughs> uh, so all I can say is this I'm still not one hundred percent, okay? That, you know, that dogs and cats and animals are going to go to heaven. But definitely if God wanted to create uh, animals to be in heaven, He could do that. Okay? So uh, I can't I can't say that any anymore. I think the target is still humanity, but uh, we better be very careful because it always haunts me. What about those horses that are there? And then there was a famous uh, evangelist. Can't think of his name, but uh, he went from uh, town to town preaching the gospel. And he had, uh, he said, when I die, bury me and bury my horse right next to me because he helped me in my evangelistic work and he will be in heaven. And I guess if there's an animal that you adored and uh, you want uh, God to create that animal for you in heaven, possibly a loving God would do that. We don't know for sure, but that is a question that people ask. Number to call? Area code 866-423-9578. Give me a call if you've got a question of any kind. Going to take a break. We'll be right back.
0: There are two radio stations in this city that focus on good news. One has the good news about the economy, jobs, consumer confidence, and the defeat over ISIS. One has the good news about the victory over the cross. One is all about the here and now. The other is all about eternity.
1: To get through the day, you
0: need both. So when you want to know more about the day's news and what to think about it, turn to FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. If you want to change your life, turn to FM 92.7 and AM 1500 faith talk detroit
3: this is life issues with brad mattis president of life issues institute
4: before abortion was legalized pro-abortion activists claimed tens of thousands of women died from illegal back alley abortions one of those people dr bernard nathanson later admitted those numbers were totally false According to the U.S. Vital Statistics, only 39 women died from illegal abortions the year before Roe v. Wade. Today, the extreme pro-abortion organization called Occupy Democrats claims the same outrageous numbers. They also claim Roe was the end of women dying from abortions. This is another lie. Hundreds of women have died from legal abortions since Roe. And those are only the reported ones. Most go unreported. Abortion advocates will say and do anything to keep the lucrative abortion industry humming along while women and their babies suffer.
3: Like us on Facebook at Life Issues and stay informed. More informed than you've ever been. Hi, this is Jack Hibbert with Heart for Lebanon, and we want to invite you to be part of this year's campaign to bring food and the hope of Jesus to hurting refugees and the poor of Lebanon. This is a wonderful opportunity for you to connect to where God is working. And your help is needed now. A single investment of just $116 will help bring food and survival essentials to one of the families on our waiting list. A waiting list that right now has over 40 families that desperately need our help. It's why we're praying you can give a generous gift of $200, $500, or perhaps even $1,000 right now. We want to make sure that no one is forgotten. Please call... 888-762-9984 That's 888-762-9984 or click the Heart for Lebanon banner at faithtalkdetroit.com 888-762-9984 or online at faithtalkdetroit.com FM 92.7, AM 1500, the mobile app or on the web. We're all the same great Faith Talk Detroit. You're listening to FM 92.7 and
2: AM 1500 WLQV Faith Talk Detroit in Odyssey Station.
5: That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. I've got a good friend of mine, haven't heard from him in a long time, give me a call, Lavelle. how you doing, brother? Hey, Pastor, how are you? Good, is this the preacher Lavelle? <laughs> yes, sir, the, yes, sir. The dynamic, the, the dynamic Lavelle. <laughs> The the, the veil who is is, is is so good he's scared to let me preach at his church because he's afraid the people are gonna leave and follow me. <laughs> no, that won't happen, brother. You don't have to worry about that happening. Well, they that's they you're love the you,
2: dynamic Pastor Moss.
5: <laughs> <laughs> no, they love you, brother. You are an excellent, excellent teacher. What have you got on your mind? How's your wife doing, by the way? She is doing uh, very well. Um, can you
2: believe little Emmanuel will be two next week? Oh, this Saturday actually. Oh my goodness! So the time is chugging. We, oh, were, man. we were just watching our wedding um, on YouTube, and of course, you and Sister Moss were there. So we were blessed that you all were there. And
5: it was a blessing.
2: Now, um, Emmanuel is about to be two years old.
5: Wow, that time goes fast. You'll see, brother. You'll see. It just runs by. <laughs> wait till you get seventy. Wait, wait. <laughs> When your bones start talking to you, you wait. <laughs> man. Yeah. Well, how can I help you, man? What's, what's on your mind?
2: Well, I was listening to what you were saying about the animals being in heaven, and
5: uh-huh.
2: I agree that was that was really good the way you worked with that. And I always go back and think about God's original uh, intent for creation, uh-huh. and animals were there. When yeah. he created Adam and Eve yeah. in the garden, there were there were animals there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I I don't see a reason why God would not allow animals in heaven.
5: That's right and even if uh it's something that uh, uh you desire in heaven God could, mm. even though there's no necessarily a, a salvation plan laid out, God could create mm. the animal for you. That was what one circuit-riding Amen. preacher said that God was going to do. He's, he said he's going to uh, have that horse to be in heaven if he's got to make him. <laughs> but, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so just because, you know, there's a lot of things, and, and then you understand like I do as well, that there's a lot of things in the Bible that we don't know. The Bible tells us a whole bunch, but it doesn't tell us everything. So uh, it, is, it is a possibility. Yeah, and I can't
2: think of where the scripture that talks about the lion laying down with the lamb, isn't that a reference to the millennium? New heaven and new now, earth?
5: Now, now, what that's talking about, though, is during the millennium. You're over in Isaiah. Oh. yeah. Isaiah okay. about 65, where he talks about uh, what happens during the 1,000-year reign. It's going to be so peaceful during that time that animals will be mm-hmm. there but they won't be ferocious or you know they're going to be a, a vegetarian peace is going to to be ruling the earth long lifespans and everything it's like it's like a, i would guess like a mini uh, heaven on earth that's what the millennium will be back, be like
4: mm-hmm. and
5: then after that of course we go into the new heavens and the new earth revelation chapter 20 the 1000 year reign ends and then we're in the eternal state which is absolutely where new heaven new earth Fascinating! Can't wait! Can't wait!
2: It is going to be awesome. And if if God can have a, animals in the garden, He can have them in the Book of Revelation. He can have them in the New Millennium. And hopefully, He can have my zoo because <laughs> I've I've had I've had dogs, cats, and rabbits. Wow! But so, uh... well, I don't.
5: I won't be coming around your place pretty too much. You got all them animals up there, haven't <laughs>
2: Hey, man. Well, Pastor, listen, thank God for you. Please give our love to Sister Moss. I sure will. And uh, we'll be talking to you soon. All right.
5: I'm sure she's listening right now, probably smiling to hear your voice. Thank you for calling and say hi to your wife. I will. All right. God bless you. The number to call, area code 866-423-9578. We got Bill in Oakland. How you doing, Bill? Yeah, I'm good. How you doing, Pastor Moss? Great, great. Thanks for calling, buddy. Hey, I've got to, I've got a
6: scripture for you regarding the animal. Uh oh. Uh oh.
5: Okay. What, what you got?
6: Okay, in Ecclesiastes three eighteen through twenty two, uh, it starts off. Uh, let's see. It says, "For what happens to the sons of men also happens to animals.
5: Uh-huh. One
6: thing befalls them, as one dies, so dies the other. Surely uh-huh. they all have one breath. Man has no advantage over animals, for all is vanity." All go to one place, all are from the dust, and all return to the dust. Who knows the spirit of the sons of men, which goes upward, and the spirit of the animal, which goes down to the earth? So I perceive that nothing is better than that a man should rejoice in his own works, for that is his heritage, for who can bring him to see what will happen after him?
5: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, so what do you derive from that? That's some deep stuff.
6: Yeah. <laughs> well, that was actually in a study of mine when I was studying the difference between uh, the, the soul and the spirit,
5: uh-huh.
6: which most people get wrong, actually. Because um, basically, you wear a body, you have a spirit, and you are a soul. Uh-huh. And so most people don't know the difference between the, the soul and the spirit.
4: Mm-hmm. The
6: spirit... It says in the scriptures is the breath of God that uh-huh. gave life, where your soul is actually who you are.
5: Uh-huh.
6: And it's interesting, too, because in scripture, it says that your soul is a mediator between the body and the spirit. Uh-huh. And you want to obviously gravitate towards the spirit instead of the body, the flesh. Um so it's an interesting study, but I thought that was interesting that the difference between us and animals is we go, our spirit, that's our spirit, that's our life. That's not who we are, but our our life, our spirit, goes upward back to God who gave it. Uh-huh. But it says that the animal's spirit goes down to the earth.
5: Okay. And you get, and you were reading that in, uh, in in which verse? Bring us to that verse again.
6: That was, uh, hang on, I just moved it. That's Ecclesiastes. Uh,
5: Hang on a second. Let's see here. Take Ecclesiastes 3, uh-huh.
6: 18 through 22.
5: Yeah, three eighteen through 22. Yeah, that's a, a, an interesting verse uh, where it says, and just uh, re, uh, repeating this for us, uh, starting in verse 19, for that which befalls the sons of men befalls beasts. So basically here, saying same thing happens to them, happens to us. Even one thing befalls them. As the one dies, so dies the other. Yea, they have all one breath so that a man hath no preeminence above a beast for all his vanity. And that's kind of wild because the Bible seems to present man as being above a beast, right? It says here's verse yeah. 20, all go unto one place, all are of the dust, all turn to dust again. Then it says this at verse 21, who knows the spirit of man that goes upward and the spirit of the beast that goes downward? Who, in other words, here he's being skeptical, you know, uh, Solomon is saying, who knows the spirit that goes upward or downward? said, verse 22, Wherefore, I perceive that there is nothing better than that a man should rejoice in his own works, and that, uh, and that is his portion for who shall bring him to see what shall be after him. Now, this is very problematic because of the fact that what he says is that what happens to the animal is the same thing that happens to the beast. Both of them die, right? He doesn't talk about yes. uh, uh, a person going to heaven at all. But the thing that is so fascinating that no one can really understand the book of Ecclesiastes unless you first go into the first chapter. Because if you don't, it can completely throw you off. If we go to Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 1, okay, where we find the, the, the purpose, okay, it gives us the whole vantage point from which he's uh, working from, and it's fascinating. Ecclesiastes 1 and 4, one generation passes away, and another generation comes, but the earth abides forever. The sun also rises, and the sun goes down in haste to his place. The wind goes toward the south, turns about the north, it whirls about continually, and the wind returns again according to his circuits. Okay? All the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full. The place from whence the rivers come thither they turn away. So he's talking about things that are happening on the earth the thing that hath been is that which shall be and that which is done is that which shall be done and there is no new thing under the sun okay so what yes. he, now notice what he so he tells us his vantage point he says at verse 9 the thing that hath been is that which shall be and there is no new thing under the sun so yeah what, humans
6: keep repeating the same thing over and over again
5: okay and the question becomes why does he repeat that, that?
6: Why do things repeat? Because of human nature?
5: Well, notice here, the purpose of Ecclesiastes, okay, was to tell us not about what goes on in heaven. The purpose of Ecclesiastes was to tell us how things go on the earth without considering God. Verse 9, the thing that hath been is that which shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. What is under the sun? The earth. Okay? So what he's talking about. And unless uh, uh, that's because when he says that animals and humans are the same, we know that's not true. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Okay?
6: But well, that's I guess that's that's one of our disagreements, and that's why you're reading this, you're struggling with this, because I actually believe a lot of times pe- people. Will bring up verses like uh, when you die your spirit returns to one to god who gave it and they don't realize the difference between their soul and their spirit which was part of my study on this but mm-hmm. i don't believe that we go to heaven i believe that our body goes into the grave and our soul dies and we wait for the resurrection and we don't immediately go to heaven or to hell because i believe that that's a greek myth where, like, rest in peace is turned into, now you're all of a sudden immediately into heaven or hell. But that's actually, uh, in the Bible, all the apostles talked about the resurrection. They Nowhere does it say that they immediately went. Like, you just quoted, absent from the body, present with the Lord. Uh-huh. But actually, that scripture says, I prefer or rather to be absent from the body, present with the Lord. Well, I would prefer to be or rather be in Hawaii, but that doesn't mean I've ever been or ever will be. Oh. <laughs> so there's a lot of context, and it's when people show up and they, when they read Scripture with a preconceived notion, and uh, then they look for what fits that notion. Well, I
5: agree with you. But that and
6: Even like the, the thief on the cross, for mm-hmm. example, the thief on the cross absolutely did not go. That day to heaven.
5: Well, to let's look of. at this. Well, I hear you, but let's look at this. Over in, sure. and I have a, another caller too, but I appreciate your call. Here in Revelation chapter 6, verse 9, where it okay. says, and, and this is taking place in heaven. This is taking place in heaven in the book of Revelation, in it's 6 and 9. And when he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar, okay, and this is an altar in heaven, the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, okay, these souls, okay, that are in heaven, okay, at the altar, there. How long, O Lord, holy and true, does Thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? Verse 11, and he, white robes were given unto every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed, as they were, uh, should be fulfilled. For me, it's so clear here that these souls were in heaven. In fact, uh, they had white robes, uh, some kind of a spiritual garment to cover them, but they were alive.
6: And It says under the altar, but does it say in heaven?
5: Yeah, this, well, this, yeah if you read uh, in context, you're going to find out it's in heaven. Where else could it be?
6: Well, when I read that, I didn't see that it was in heaven.
5: Read it again. That's exactly where they are, okay? Exactly where they
6: are. I'll have to study that one again, but I I understand that most verses that people quote, and and I'll have to look at the one you're talking about, but when I read that,
5: Uh
6: um, I didn't see that as that was being in heaven. Well, that can happen,
5: especially, but you're doing a good job, because you're dealing with, uh, especially in Ecclesiastes, Because what happens is uh, people have to understand the vantage point from which it's written. It was written so he could talk about things that were on the earth. But keep on. Read it again and get back with me and see what you think. Uh,
6: Hey, I love your program. I love the discussion, man. Thank you. That's
5: what it's all about. And I appreciate talking with you as well. All right. Okay. God bless bless you. All right. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Man, I wish we had two hours. I wish we had three hours. But we don't. And Luke, he says he wish he did, too. He's ready to go home. (laughs) All right. But uh, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578. I'm thinking we're out of time. Uh, But I want you to know I appreciate all callers that call. If you're a person who reads and studies the Bible, this is the program for you. Uh, No problem whether you agree or disagree. As long as we're talking about the Bible, friends, we are getting things done. That is our job to Uh, share the word of God, and then to recognize, thank God, we don't have to know everything to be in heaven. Oh, man, (laughs) there's a lot we don't know. But everything that we uh, uh, should know and could know, let us know it. And I definitely appreciate all our callers for calling in. All right, looks like we're running out of time. Let me see if I can finagle some more time out of Luke. He's young. He might, he might, how, how much time I got? (laughs) <laughs> see, a minute Yeah, that young man, he's on it He's on it, I can't even fool it But just to say, it's great being with all of you Remember that phone number for next time Area code 866-423-9578 Area code 866-423-9578 To be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss Just remember that or write that down So you can whip it out right away As you can see, you can call this program at any time i glad to talk to you to discuss theology with you. Uh, and as long as we're looking at the Bible, we're doing what we're supposed to do. So I appreciate you. Uh, please give to support the ministry. Make out those checks to Bible Bootcamp Ministries, P.O. Box 05877. That's P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan. Zip code 48205. Make out those checks to Bible Bootcamp Ministries. And that's what keeps this program going. And uh, we appreciate your listenership very, very much. All right, well, this is Pastor Moss saying to all of you, keep reading your Bibles. God bless you, and I'll see you next time.
0: sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. The Bible is full of stories of the most surprising conversions. The most unlikely people came to faith. And this week on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out that no one is beyond the reach of God. It's an inspiring week of studies in the book of Acts on A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie.
3: Tune in mornings at 10 on WLQV FM
1: 92.7 and AM fifteen hundred. Join Pastor
3: Emery Moss on Bible Talk weeknights at 6 on WLQV.